0: Good morning. The reading today is taken from John chapter 10 verses 11 to 21, which can be found in the Pew Bibles on page 870, or if you prefer, you can follow it on the overhead screen. I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees a wolf coming, He abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my Father. The Jews who heard these words were again divided. Many of them said, He is demon-possessed and raving man. Why listen to him? But others said, These are not the sayings of a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? This is the word of the Lord.
1: Good morning. Welcome to St. John's this morning. My name's Sam, I'm a student minister here in the parish. It's a pleasure to be exploring God's Word with you this morning. Uh, So we're working through our series of Jesus' I Am statements. uh, And this morning Jesus says, uh, I am the Good Shepherd. And we're going to have to decide whether we listen. That's a decision that we make any number of times every day, isn't it? We have to decide who we can trust, who we should listen to. I had to make this decision the other day uh, when there was a knock at my door. And I peered out the window and saw there was a, a salesman there at the door. And I, I think my area must be high yield or something, because these guys are coming to my door all the time. Uh, and so I thought for a moment, maybe I'll pretend I'm not here, but I think he'd already uh, heard me inside. So I came to the door, and he was standing there. And he was very, very formal and proper uh, and waiting to speak to the owner of the house. Uh, and then I opened the door, and he saw that I was a young guy, and I was pretty sloppily dressed. And instantly his whole demeanour and mood changed, and he starts being all kind of matey and chatty and blokey with me, and we're talking about uni and footy for a couple of minutes, and he's trying to earn my trust, right? And the whole time I'm I'm glancing down at the clipboard under his arm, just waiting for him to start his spiel so that I can say no thanks. Uh, And uh, and then I realise suddenly we actually were already in the spiel. He's talking to me about how nice my street is, how beautiful this area is, uh, and then how expensive the rent must be on this street, how hard it must be to pay that rent. And then he slips in there like he's my best friend. Hey, you know what? I could help you save money so you could afford your rent. Before I know it, he's into explaining a gas plan or something to me. Uh, and I politely declined, and he was not very happy about that after he put all that work in. But I had, to, I had to decide whether I could trust this guy, whether I could listen to this guy. And we make these kind of decisions all the time. We, we have to make this decision with... Media and, and, the, and politics as well, don't we? Uh, all the media that we received or are presented with, we have to evaluate uh, who can we trust, who can we listen to. Uh, when we hear politicians, uh, especially in, in election seasons, we have to decide who can we trust, who should we listen to. And we have to decide who we can trust, who to listen to in our everyday lives as well, your boss, your kids, advertising, social media. We're always making these kind of decisions. And the people in this story today, they had to make the same decision when they heard Jesus' words. When they heard Jesus say, I am the good shepherd, they had to decide whether he was worth listening to, whether they could trust him. And at least some of them decide that they can't. They say, he is demon-possessed and raving mad. Why listen to him? And that's, that's the perfect question to ask. Why listen to him? Can you trust what Jesus says? Deciding that, deciding whether or not to listen to Jesus is the most important decision that you and I will ever make. At the end of the day, we can decide which politicians to listen to, which salespeople to trust. But deciding whether or not we can trust Jesus whether to listen to Jesus, that really, really matters. Jesus says over and over that listening to him, trusting him, leads to life and life to the full, but ignoring him leads to death. So if we choose to listen to him, it turns our life upside down. But if we choose to ignore him, we better hope he's not telling the truth. It's a big call whether or not you listen to Jesus. And so this morning, as Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, each of us has to make that call anew, whether or not we will trust him, whether or not we will listen to him. And I'm hoping that as we see who Jesus is as the good shepherd, uh, that we will see that he is someone we can trust. He is someone worth listening to we'll see this morning that Jesus, lays, Jesus is the good shepherd because he lays down his life for his sheep, because he knows his sheep and they know him, and because he has authority from the Father. So to set the scene for this story, we need to ask, what is Jesus actually claiming here? What does he mean when he says, I am the good shepherd? Well, if you've grown up, In church, then when you hear Jesus say, I am the good shepherd, you probably have in your mind something like this picture here, a kind of warm, cuddly Jesus with a lamb in his arms. It's a wonderful image of comfort like we had with the kids just here. But I'm not sure that when Jesus spoke to his original hearers, that's what they would have heard. Remember, these words are here in the Bible for us, but they weren't originally spoken to us. They were spoken on a dusty street in ancient Israel uh, to a bunch of Pharisees, Jewish religious leaders. So when they heard Jesus say, I am the good shepherd, what what images would have come into their mind? What kind of things would they have thought of? I think rather than something like this, these kind of verses would have been coming into their mind. In Ezekiel 34, uh, God says, I myself will search for my sheep and look after them as a shepherd looks after his scattered flock when he is with them. So I will look after my sheep. And the psalmist says, he is our God and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. For Jews, God is the shepherd of Israel. And he's the God of every individual person. What's what's the first verse That might come into someone's mind when they think about the Lord being a shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So, for Jews, God is the shepherd of Israel and He's the shepherd of every person. Hear Jesus' words then I am the good shepherd. This is an outrageous thing to say. It's no wonder some of the people there think he's demon possessed and raving mad. Jesus doesn't just say, I am like a shepherd. He doesn't even say, I am a good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. He's claiming to be God. And if you're going to make a claim like that, you'd better be able to back it up, right? You'd be able, better be able to prove that your voice is one worth listening to, that you're someone who can be trusted. So let's see how Jesus explains what makes him the good shepherd. Again, according to Jesus, he's the good shepherd because he lays down his life for his sheep, because he knows his sheep and they know him, and because he has authority from the Father. Verse 11, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. So imagine you're a young guy in ancient Israel and you need a job. Now, there's no seek.com, there's no careers expo. You've just got your two hands, and you've got time to kill. So you take a job looking after someone's sheep. And this, this is a rough job, right? This is no petting zoo. This is days and nights and weeks on end just wandering around the rocky hills, trying to find some grass, trying to find some water for somebody else's sheep. You'd be getting sunburnt, you'd get blisters, you'd be lonely... You'd be cold and here's the thing sheep don't make great company right? sheep are dumb they're really really dumb my mum was at the park uh, a couple of years ago and this huge dog ran up and collected her in the side of her leg and it broke her kneecap and when she saw the surgeon the surgeon said that 90 percent of the time they see that particular injury it's sheep farmers because a sheep has has rammed into the side of the leg and smashed up their kneecap. So sheep are not great company. Sheep are really dumb. They're always getting themselves tangled in bushes, stuck on cliffs, in gullies. And so this young guy, you're always pulling them out, pulling them away from danger, trying to make them follow you, trying not to get your legs broken, all for a tiny wage, looking after someone else's sheep. And then you see... A wolf. This is the old days, or wolves in the hills, and this hungry wolf wants your sheep. And this wolf is not like your pet dog. You cannot tell a wolf he's a good boy, you cannot scratch his tummy. Right? Wolves are enormous and cunning and violent. And this wolf wants your sheep. And so you look at the sheep, you think about how small your paycheck is this month. And the wolf starts moving towards you, and so you bail. You get out of there, you save your skin. That's that's how a hired hand looks after the sheep. But the good shepherd is different because the sheep are his, because he knows the sheep, because he would lay down his life to protect his sheep. The at hand is there to make some money. It's just a job, right? And he's tested and exposed when danger comes. But the good shepherd, he loves the sheep. He knows the sheep. He would lay down his life to protect them. And that, that's, a, that's a deliberately strange picture. No human shepherd is going to die for their sheep. Their sheep. But Christ goes way beyond human love in his love for his sheep. So the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep, and the good shepherd knows his sheep, and they know him. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Jesus is the one good shepherd because he's the only one who knows his sheep. He's the shepherd of Israel and of every person. Christ knows every heart, every life, every hair on every head. It's a, it's a beautiful picture Imagine a shepherd like that who knows every sheep by name, who knows what they're like, who knows what kind of danger they get themselves into, who knows what makes them happy, who knows their history. And because the good shepherd knows his sheep so well, they know him too. They know his voice. They know he's safe. They know he's leading them to water and to pasture. In fact, the relationship here between the shepherd and the sheep is so close that Jesus even compares it to that between the father and the son. When I first read that, I thought, whoa, hang on, how can that be? How can we possibly know God as well as he knows himself? But I think this is an amazing picture. This is what God is like. This is the kind of God he is. He's a God of love and relationship. When we look at God, we see perfect love and intimacy and understanding as the Father and Son and Spirit, three in one, demonstrate. And because that's the kind of God he is, he extends that kind of love to us as well. It's wonderful. If, if you are a Christian, you have intimacy with Christ in an incredibly deep way. He is in you, you are in him. Where he goes, you go. All the love that he receives from the Father, you receive too. That's amazing. That's how well the good shepherd knows his sheep. And if you are his sheep, that's how well the shepherd knows you. but it's not individualistic. The good shepherd loves the whole flock. In verse 16, I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. Remember, Jesus is speaking to Jews here, the nation that God chose to be his flock. And Jesus says to them, Israel, you are my flock, but you're not my whole flock. I have other sheep in other sheep pens. I must bring them also into the fold so that all my sheep are together. He's talking about us, about you and me, Gentiles, 2,000 years, 10,000 miles away from these people, but part of the same flock. Because we're all following the same shepherd. We're all listening to the same voice we're all united in him the good shepherd knows his sheep and they know him and third the good shepherd has authority from the father my my wife and i are big fans of a show called the walking dead and the walking dead uh, is a show about a group of survivors in a zombie apocalypse that's a very serious intelligent show that we like and uh, this, this group of survivors, they gather around a guy called Rick. And before the apocalypse, Rick was a cop. Right? So he's good uh, at thinking on his feet, he's good with strategy, he's good with weapons. And so this group, they gather around him and they follow him. And when times are good, Rick, Rick is a great guy. But when things go bad, and that happens a lot in this show, uh, Rick is aggressive, he's unpredictable, He makes decisions without consulting the others. But they still follow him because he is the only one who can keep them alive. When when they're in real danger, when their lives are on the line, they're not looking for a leader who is calm and loving. They're looking for a leader who can keep them alive. And if, if I'm a sheep out in the hills, and there are wolves and bears and thieves around, I want a shepherd who can keep me from danger. I want a shepherd who can keep me alive. And that is the kind of shepherd that Jesus is. He's one with the authority of God, one who's actually strong enough to defeat danger and protect his sheep. See, we, we can't have a shepherd who is only loving He also has to be strong. And he is. Look what he says. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. When our shepherd lays down his life for us, it's no accident. He doesn't get defeated by a wolf. Because what would happen if a shepherd dies trying to protect his sheep from a wolf? Well, the wolf gets the sheep anyway. No, Jesus, our good shepherd, he chooses to lay down his life on our behalf and he takes it back up again because he has the authority to do that. He's God, remember? God is the shepherd of Israel and the shepherd of every person. And if that's who Jesus is, he's not going to lose his sheep to a wolf. Jesus says it himself in John 36. He says, This is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all that he has given me. And hear this. Jesus is the only one who is both loving enough and strong enough to save us. There is no one else. The hired hand does not love us enough and is not strong enough. Neither the wolf nor any of the other sheep. There is no one else. Jesus Christ is the only one with the authority of God to lay down his life for his sheep and take it up again in victory. Jesus says he's the good shepherd because he lays down his life for his sheep, because he knows his sheep and they know him, and because he has authority from the Father. And so we have to ask the question we ask every day, should we listen to him? Is this someone we can trust? Yes. Yes, he is. Yes, we should. We should listen to Jesus' voice because he is trustworthy. So many voices that we hear, we just can't know if they're trustworthy. The salesman at the door or politicians or media or whomever, so much of the information that we receive, we can't really know if it's for us. Advertising tries to sell us things. Politicians sometimes just tell people what they want to hear. Social media is incredibly manipulated and controlled. But Jesus is trustworthy. He says the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. And just a few years after Jesus says this, he did just that. He laid down his life for his sheep, for us. He hung on a cross in our place. He died the death that we deserved. And then, with all the authority of God, he took up his life again, resurrected to rule and to reign and to lead his flock home. Jesus said he had other sheep to bring in, and he's been doing that for 2,000 years, and you and I are proof of it. He's trustworthy. And we should listen to the voice of Jesus the Good Shepherd because being a sheep of Jesus the Good Shepherd is good. It's really good. In our, in our culture and in our church culture, we're activists, right? We're always achieving, we're always aiming, we're always serving, and that's great. But sometimes we can just be sheep of the Good Shepherd. We don't have to worry We don't have to fear. We don't have to listen to thieves. We don't have to run from wolves. We can just be sheep of the good shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pasture. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. Being a sheep of the good shepherd is really good. Listening to Jesus, following him, is the best decision that I have ever made in my life. As I listen to him more, as I grow to know him more and understand his love for me more, it changes me. It changes who I am. It gives me hope and peace and security because I know he loves me. I know he laid down his life for me. The Good Shepherd loves You. You are his sheep. That's wonderful. Whether here this morning you are a Christian or not, we are constantly deciding who we listen to, who we trust. And we're constantly deciding whether we listen to Jesus, whether we trust Jesus. And Jesus is calling us here through his word. He's calling out, I am the good shepherd. I know you. I love you. I am strong enough to lead you home. Trust me. Follow me. I will be all you need. And if you've followed another shepherd, if you've listened to other voices in a search for security and belonging and leadership, you know they never satisfy if you've looked to your spouse, to your boss, to our culture, even to your own heart for that, those shepherds, they do not love you enough and they are not strong enough to be your good shepherd. So consider, if there is a voice in your life calling you in a different direction to Jesus' voice, which voice will you listen to? When your boss calls you to compromise or dishonesty, and Jesus calls you to put off falsehood and speak truthfully, which voice will you listen to? When your peers tell you that security for the future is found in bricks and mortar and superannuation, and Jesus tells you that it is in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy and thieves do not steal, which voice will you listen to? when our culture tells you that right and wrong and truth is whatever we choose to make it, and Jesus says, I am the truth, which voice will you listen to? Listen to the good shepherd. Listen to the one who is trustworthy, the one who is for you, the one who knows you, the one who would lay down his life for you. This is what the Lord says in Ezekiel 34. I will rescue my flock. I myself will search for my sheep and look after them. I will rescue them from all the places where they are scattered. I will gather them. They will lie down in good grazing land. I will search for the lost and bring back the strays. I will bind up the injured and strengthen the weak. This is our good shepherd. Listen to him. He is the only voice truly worth listening to. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you that you are our good shepherd. Thank you that you know us. Thank you that you love us. We pray, Lord, that we would listen to your voice this day and every day. Amen.